Hello, everybody. Um, I hope everyone's doing okay. I am on, I don't know what day of quarantine at this point. I don't know, uh, week six coming up, I believe. Um, but yeah, I'm doing cool. I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing cool. I don't know if I'm doing cool, but I'm doing all right. I hope you're doing all right as well. Um, more podcasts are coming. Uh, I just figured we're in some weird times. Uh, I've got a bunch of old episodes that aren't online anymore that I think should be. Uh, and I'm going to start doing some more um, podcasts with different people over the phone or however we can kind of figure it out uh, as just bonus podcasts. So I figured we should start the bonus podcasts off with uh, one of my favorite interviews that I've done. Uh, almost a year exo- ex- oh, boy. Almost a year ago exactly, uh, kind of why uh, I decided to pick this one. Comedian Mark Normand. Um, super, super nice dude. Has completely blown up in the past year uh, since we did this interview. Um, and by blown up, I mean he's done shows and opened up for Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld has uh, said multiple times he's his, his favorite comedian at the moment. Uh, he's been on Joe Rogan multiple times at this point and, uh, you know, just killing it. And uh, was nice enough to do a podcast with, uh, with me about a year ago. And uh, I figured I'd re-release it. And uh, hopefully you enjoy. If you don't know Mark Norman, definitely check it out. Um, YouTube him. There's all kinds of great stand-up. I believe he just added his first 30-minute uh, special. Uh, or half-hour special from Comedy Central. Ten years. It's got to be. It looks very old. Um, but it's hilarious. Go check that out. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get him back on the podcast here very soon. He was supposed to be at the Improv um, next month as sort of his, like, you know, once-a-year return to Tempe. Uh, but obviously it doesn't seem like that uh, will probably happen. But hopefully we'll get him back on the podcast at some point. Um, also, Paradise Adult Boutique. They're still closed, but make sure you still support them um, when that time is possible. Uh, they're still sponsoring the podcast and uh, obviously a very good friend of the podcast, and we want to make sure we support them in every way you can. Uh, for more details on that, make sure if you have Twitter, follow them on Twitter, at Paradise Adult AZ. Otherwise, uh, this is our first uh, bonus flashback podcast um, with comedian Mark Normand. I hope you enjoy. Oh, we're doing no mic. No, no, no. We're just gonna like we're just that. gonna chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs it? I don't wear the cans either. Uh, I've noticed that you don't do the cans, or you'll do like the back of the, the head. Back thing. of the head, yeah. Um, wow, you're, you've done your homework. Well, <laughs> well, I watch uh, I watch a ton of Jim and Sam stuff. Ah, yes. I mean, I've been listening to. You're the one. <laughs> that's it. It's just me. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to you know Opie and Anthony, and you know back when it was Louie and Bill Burr and. Colin Quinn and Patrice yeah. and yeah, 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 all those guys. So it's cool to kind of see how that all has like evolved and stuff uh, now with Jim and Sam. And you're on all the fucking time, dude. They yeah. love you. I haven't been on in a while, but I grew up with that shit too. So I think I yeah. I know what they want. I go in with some stuff to talk about. I don't hold back. I'm not uh, PC or whatever. So yeah. I think uh, I think I fit in. 
Oh, absolutely. Oh, thanks. I feel like there's comics that come on and then you just, they do like one and then you never see them again. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you, I feel like, are definitely a regular at this point. Yeah, and I've gotten a lot out of it. I mean, it's not what it used to be. You know, those O&A days, you could fill up a room. And yeah. And now it's like... It's kind of wild. Six people listen, and the people who do listen, besides yourself, are mostly <laughs> terrifying. Really? But I get pretty good feedback. You know, you always get the... I'm sorry, I just can't stand this guy. I'm sorry, you know. And I'm like, hey, I, I get yeah, it. I can't yeah. stand me either. I get it. <laughs> so uh, I get it. But then a lot of people, the feedback is good, so that's why they have me back, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're fucking funny, man. You, oh, thanks. You Jeez. and, I think, uh, you and Jim are really good together. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still nervous because I'm such a fan. Yeah, and he's he's a tough nut to crack where he doesn't give a lot. He'll laugh at you, which is great, but... If you're telling him a story, he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, looking around, looking at his phone. I do see the phone Bumble. a lot. Yeah. yeah, and you're like... <laughs> is it Bumble? Is that what he's doing? I think so. You're like, yeah. just give me a, a, a look. Just look at me so you know I'm still alive. I know yeah. I'm still alive, you know? Yeah. So. Well, it's funny you say that because I feel like you're a hard person to get a laugh from, too. I am. Well, I'm, I'm always analyzing and I'm trying to think of what's funny, so... That's what I, I kind of figured. It's I'm, like you could see, you could see like you're always kind of... There's something going on in yeah, your head. Yeah, I'm trying to get better at that because... I, it's it's hypocritical. I'm like, hey, you don't laugh at me, but then they're like, well, you're not laughing at me. I'm like, ah, oh, you're right. So I it's, think it's, it's my fault. I think it's a a lot of the same things though. It's like, okay, maybe Jim's on Bumble a lot, but I think most comics are like trying to think of like the next yeah. thing. So it's hard to make when you make a comic laugh, then you know that you really fucking nailed it. Totally. But my thing with with the radio is like, it's okay if my story is boring you, but we are on a show here. We totally. do have to like keep yeah. the ball rolling, keep the the plate spinning, so come on, Jimmy. Yeah. It, it would be a better story if you were paying more attention and a better show. But yeah. I get it. He's, he's on every goddamn day. He's got to listen mean. to every cum-guzzling douche <laughs> talk about their new book and their new Hulu show, and so I get it. Yeah, he's been doing it forever yeah. at this point. It's, um, it's a nightmare, I'm sure. I feel like the times I hear you laugh the most are when you are doing your podcast, Tuesdays with Stories. Wow, yeah, that's... I mean, Joe List is fucking also hilarious. So and funny. he kills you. I've heard you he like does. belly laugh. Yeah. yeah, he kills me and he's so underrated as like a comedic like sniper. He's so quick. I would I was gonna say I would think he would be really good on Jim and Sam Yeah. Too. And he's been on, I know, a couple of times. Once of or times. twice. Yeah. But again, he's one of these like I gotta get comfortable, I gotta work my way in and he's he's like, Do you really he's, like me or do you just have me on because of him? You know, he's very he, he seems yeah. He's worried all the time. He does seem very worried. Like you, I was I was legitimately worried for him on your last episode because he's got like the throat yeah, thing or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, the and silent. He genuinely reflux. sounded like scared and like upset on the last episode. Oh yeah. It's fuck I mean He seems whole... really and I mean I would be worried too. It sounds fucking awful. He's what? just like eating broccoli every day. He's or... a worried guy to begin with, and then this is like could lead to cancer. So now he has some cold hard facts and evidence that this could happen. Before it was just a worry. It was up in the air. Sure. It was a looming cloud. Now it's this is real shit. Yeah. And to just change your whole his whole life was defined by hey I get dominoes at two AM, then I eat Chips and queso for breakfast, then I eat six hot wings for lunch, and yeah. a corned beef hash and all this, and now it's like vegetables only, water, he drank eight Cokes a day, I mean, his whole life is uprooted. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, he definitely did sort of ask, I mean, he didn't like ask for it, but I mean, look, it's, yeah. he could only eat so many fucking Hot Pockets before. I, I know, and then drink like six teas a day, the teas are full of caffeine and all that, full of cit uh, spearmint and citrus. It's honestly, he probably would have been better if he would have just kept drinking at this point. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think that for everybody. Right? Keep on boozing. No, I'm kidding. 
But uh, no, yeah. clearly it's good that he's he's a sober, better but... he's a better um, mind now because when he was drinking he was like a roller coaster, moody, really? pissed off, happy, elated, sad, bummed out, pissed. Yeah, just up and down. Yeah, I get that. I feel like I I mean I'm not like sober or anything. I definitely like to partake in drinking, but Same. I I feel I. I feel uh, sometimes that, yeah, it def- definitely affects your mood, for sure. Oh, is, yeah. You know, unfortunate, but, I mean... And look at his career. He's married now. He's uh, oh yeah, he's no. on Netflix. He's on Tonight Show. Like, it all, everything kind of evened out for him. When Everybody who gets sober just every time afterwards. Yeah. Mulaney, Soder, List. Yep. It happens every time. I mean, Hardwick has been sober for a long oh, time. That yeah. guy's, like, fucking taking over the world. I, I mean, there was a little minor setback yeah. with, you know, the... But that Girlfriend. was squashed. That came out. He got his job back, which is rare. Totally and came out of it as a as a nice guy. I remember the uh, Jim and Sam had. I think you might have been on it too. What Bennington was talking about. Yes, and, and he was like, "He's done. There's no yes. way." Like he was like adamant that he was totally fucked. Yeah. And I caught. I mean, obviously, looking from like past experiences with other people, I thought he was fucked too. So like, did I. It's crazy. He kind of did the right thing though, where he just. He was lucky he had all those texts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the video that came out or whatever. Um, and then he just kind of, like, shut the fuck up. Like, he just disappeared for a mm-hmm. while. And then I think he, like, cried on AMC or something, and that was good, too. Yeah. But, and then now he's doing his podcast again, and there's a lot of women on the podcast. I don't know if you've oh, noticed that. Oh, is that right? A lot, a lot of women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart move. Totally. I mean, look, I'm sure he's probably one of those guys that could, like, hire a team to be like, okay, there's, like... At this point, there's got to be teams of people oh, where it's yeah, like, yeah. this is how you deal with the Me Too yeah. shit, right? There's got to be. It's true. What a funny job. It's like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. You know, he comes in, he's like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to go on that interview. We're going to talk about that on a podcast. <laughs> we're going to hire more women. You know, you got to change your outfit, get a haircut, you know. Absolutely. I mean, it, there's got to be. I, I couldn't imagine people would want to, like, promote that, like, my job is to get you out of a Me Too, but. It's, it's out there. It's got to exist. Some kind of cleaner. Yeah, totally. Career cleaner. CC. Yeah. That's a that's a gig for sure. Oh yeah. Well, these are the times we're living in. I can't <laughs> wait till it goes away. I really you, hate it. Do you think it's gonna go away? Uh, I remember five years ago, people being like, "You can't say shit anymore." You, do you really? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm comedy 12, 13 years now, and this was never even a thought. It was never even the. I mean, maybe I wasn't on the level I'm at now, but it was like all I would do was write jokes. Worry, does this guy hate me? Am I a hack? Is this original? Is this funny? Am I going to bomb tonight? Does she Does she like me? Oh, she's really pretty. I never thought, like, this person's woke and going to ruin my career. Uh, if I say this, am I going to be called racist or sexist? That never even crossed my mind. It was such a, I didn't realize how good I had it. It was a yeah. free life. Yeah. You know, I was worried about this and that little thing. I hope I, uh, my car starts. I hope this guy doesn't beat me up, you know? I hope I don't get fired. Simpler and now time. it's just... Uh, am I, is she going to call me a rapist? Uh, can I hook up with a girl? It, was this offensive? Was this too aggressive? Did I touch her thigh on accident? Is she going to be too, you know, that's all my, my whole world now is, is, is consumed with this and I hate it. Yeah. It's a shame because I feel like there's no like middle ground to any of it. Oh, it's either, no. it's either all or nothing. And, um, unfortunately we're definitely at like the peak of it. I think, yeah. I, I, I think it'll get better. Um, but the peak is good because that's when the fever breaks is when it's at the highest. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping for. But it's, uh, ooh, I mean, hey, do you feel like it's like affected your career at all? I mean, mentally, yes. Yeah. Inside. I, I think about, about I'm stuff. burning calories. I'm wasting thought time. You know, I could be putting that in other shit. Yeah. And it's all for nothing. All for not. I don't, okay, I don't know how this is going to come out, but I do have a question. Do you think, like, uh, or do you ever think about 
what your career would be like now if nothing happened to Louis? All the time. Do I mean, you? List more. Oh, him and Lister sure. are like thick as thieves and they get each other and they like each other and they respect each other. I mean, he could have just made one phone call like, yeah, I'll, I'll present his Netflix hour and I'm sure. sure they would have given it to him. Yeah. But now that's that. Uh, we could have had him on the podcast, you know, he was down yeah. to do it. and He doesn't want to do it now. Well, now he's just in hiding. So he's, I don't want to bug him. And then, you know, it's going to be so tension heavy. Like, do we talk about the thing or do we not talk? I, I don't know. Yeah, he seems like he's just not really talking about it yeah. at this point. From like the little bit that I see of him doing like clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just trying to like build a new hour and just try yeah. and start over again. Which I think is, a lot of people feel like they want him to talk about it. Yeah. Either in his comedy or just like in general. And he seems like he doesn't want to do that. Which no. again, whatever, it's obviously it's his choice you could do whatever the fuck he wants. But, like, he had you on Horace and Pete, yep, right? And, yep. I mean, that was great. That was fun. That and, was a fucking uh, honor to be on. Yeah, I mean, that cast was insane. Yeah, Stephen Wright. I'm talking with Metzger. Steve Buscemi's there. Alan Alda's calling me a fag. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. That's like a, yeah, that's a moment you can't really get back, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's an incredible... That's a, How long did you film that for? Was it just a couple of days? I, it was probably like four days total, and it was a dream every day. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I couldn't believe I was sitting with Louie. I mean, he was the best comic in the world, you yeah. know? And I think he's still probably. Probably. He's probably up there. I mean, he's rusty, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah. You, you I, mentioned uh, it. how you texted him and, uh, asked, yeah. him and asked him, uh, what was it, how, how he feels to be on your level? Well, you know? he would always say when we were opening for him, like, oh, I'd kill to be where you guys are, running around Brooklyn, working out material, getting honest feedback on material, not because you're famous, they don't fake laugh. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's not that great. He's like, nah, you're living it, man. And then when he got popped, I text him, hey, you're back on my level, and never wrote back. Yeah. Have you talked to him since? Oh, yeah, we're okay. cool. But okay, I think <laughs> it was he was in the heart of the storm, the eye of the storm. Yeah. He was in, right in the middle of the shit. And, uh, I love how timing. you just go for like, yeah, okay, bad timing, but still funny. Still, I mean, it's I thank not, you. not funny. Well, you know, I have a problem, and it's funny you bring that up, because I think I know how to be funny, but I'm always picturing an audience seeing it instead of the, seeing the moment. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So like, that's very I made that joke to Louis, and I go, "That's funny." It is. And he didn't text back, and he could probably he was probably thinking like, "That's not funny." But if the audience was watching, they would die because they'd die at him getting it, and then going, "This sucks." Yeah. Because yeah, in yeah. my mind, I think of that audience. Do you? Is that how you always think about like anytime you text a friend like a joke or something? Is that how you're thinking? I think so. Yeah, really? I picture an audience listening to my my life. In a well, weird way. Well, I mean, you literally, I mean, you tell jokes in front of audiences yeah. every weekend for, every weekend for 12 hours. years now. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I, I get that. But even as a kid, I did that. Really? Yeah. Like I'd walk around my bedroom and picture people watching, not in a creepy way, but like picture people <laughs> watching me and like, oh, if I did this, the whole audience would laugh, I bet. Really? Oh yeah. I was a, I was a lonely, sad, cum guzzling loser kid. <laughs> so I would have all these daydream and picture people watching me because I don't know. The parents weren't watching, <laughs> so yeah. No, I, I I relate to that. I really do. I definitely had like the childhood where I could kind of just come and go and yeah. do whatever I wanted. Totally, which is bittersweet. It is. I mean, I definitely feel like I have like an awkward relationship with my parents now because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I would have had it any other way. I, you know, yeah. I'm, like I love my life now. I'm doing what like I'm I'm doing what I want to do. Um, you know, it all worked out. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, such a weird kid. I used to have like, I was I wanted to be like in a band when I was sure. like a kid, you know. 
Um, so I would have like lyrics of like songs on my walls, and yeah. I would like I would sing alone a lot. Yes. I don't know if you ever did. I did that. I, I didn't do like the the joke stuff, but yeah, I would sing all the time. Uh-huh. I still kind of catch myself doing it now. I live by myself. I got a dog. I definitely now it's just like the adult version of that where I'm just like talking to my dog all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I definitely wanted to get into a little bit of your like coming up story and the perfect point is so you grew up in new orleans yep, yep. as a weird kid imagining born raised the, the crowd watching you as a child oh yeah um i mean i've heard obviously I, i'm a fan i've heard like all the crazy stories uh-huh. of like new orleans and stuff sure um but people listening i'm sure some at least probably haven't um i think one of my favorites would i mean uh, first of all you lived in a terrifying neighborhood from yes, what it sounds like yes uh, Treme, bad neighborhood. I grew up, my dad bought a dilapidated mansion in the right. middle of a poor black neighborhood because it was so cheap. Yeah. And he always, my dad always wanted this like, I'm a high roller kind of thing. He would always buy a Beamer that had no, like it had like a Honda engine. Sure. But it had scratches sure, on the sure, upholstery, sure. but it was a Beamer, yeah. you know? So he was, uh, he was like N-word rich, you know, as they say. <laughs> and he always wanted that high-end lifestyle. Always like reading these ba- these big leather-bound books of like, neo furniture and mid-century modern shit and he loves chandeliers and he, our house was full of big giant mirrors like the size of a uh you know like the size of a dining room table but a mirror on the wall and it was really? all these crazy molding around it but and he this was is all your dad too like your mom just like just kind of went along with it my mom was more like weird to say but she was more like the dude where she's like we got to make money we got to get to work we got to get you to school get business start sure. a law firm finish this degree open this business start that and uh both your parents were lawyers yeah bar, but bar lawyers my mom got my dad through law school i don't know if he could have done it without her really? so she was kind of like carrying him gotcha. and so they're both lawyers they worked out of the house in this big parlor and they had these two big desks with paper stacked on it and you know it'd be like norman williams that was what they'd answer the phone because <laughs> okay. that was the law firm so there's the law firm going on and then there was a point where it was a bed and breakfast as well yeah to get more income because we had so much house not used. It was a mansion. Yeah. And it was three or four of us, two dumb kids. We were tiny and just running around. So, fuck it, why not? It was yeah. like pre, pre-Airbnb, pre all that. Yeah, they kind of uh, kind of started that. Yeah, and like we had a, I had a tranny nanny named that's, Enos. That's and, right, R.I.P. Enos. Yeah, yeah, got so that's, killed. Yeah, such a bummer. I know, great, great guy. I mean, he could have, uh, you could have brought him on the road with you, I feel like, at this point. Probably, yeah. He was he was a drag guy, like so. Yeah. He was entertaining. He had a boa, be, you know. Right, that would really be a great, you know, I'd opener. Be, I'd be new. I'd be like the most wokest guy, you know. <laughs> right there, would, yeah. Nobody would be able to say shit about you if that was your opener. Exactly. Sure. And he was cool. He taught me how to fight. He taught me how to like treat a woman. He's like, if you go to a girl's house, if you use the bathroom, put the seat back down. All the shit. My parents were so busy that like he yeah. taught me. So that was cool. How long was he like a part of your life for? Not that maybe like four years, three four years. That's still a pretty long time. Yeah. It's it's an, an did impressionable he like just time. live in one of the rooms in the yeah. mansion? He lived there, you know, in the neighborhood. And he would come by like you know eight in the morning, and we'd be making breakfast, and he'd be cleaning, and then we'd go to school or during the summer he was there all day sweeping, vacuuming, all that shit. Yeah. So he was always around. You heard the bike story. Yeah, the bike's a great story. Classic. That's a classic childhood in New Orleans story of a 
drag queen saving your <laughs> bicycle from black Yeah, kids. I think you might be the only one with that story. Maybe you're right, yeah. It was it's a great right story, out. though. I mean, if you if you want to tell it, I'd love to hear it. I'll give you a quick version. Sure. So, you know, I used to go to a summer camp that was, you know, two miles away, so you could ride your bike to it. Riding home, standard, got my bike stolen all the time, but, you know, three... You would think maybe you'd skip the bike, maybe get a yeah. scooter, get some rollerblades? Wow, rollerblades. What are you, crazy? <laughs> What's wrong? I, I would have gotten tackled in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, at least it's a, bike, a lot harder you know, to steal rollerblades. That's true, but they don't want them, you know. Exactly. They want that bike. Yeah, all right, good point. But I don't want to be the rollerblade sure, kid. Sure, sure, sure. I'm wearing it. a Speedo and a helmet. But there was a point where rollerblades were cool, That's right? true, that's true. But you had to be able to like, do tricks with them yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and, and go backwards and yeah, spin. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't yeah. do any of that. Yeah, no, me either. But, uh, all right, so I'm coming home from summer camp. I'm riding my bike. The three guys, they're like 17. I'm like 11 or 10. And they're 18, and they're like, hey, let me try that bike. And they're kind of circling around me and wishing and washing through me, kind of. And then they yeah. keep, they do the old move of putting their front tire, touching it to my back tire, like to try to slow me down. Sure, sure. So I know I'm, I'm a sitting duck. Yeah. So I just, but I'm trying to resist as much as I can. Like, they're like, come on, let me try it. Let me just try out your bike. I just want to see what it feels like. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. And then I, they finally get in front of me, so I have to stop, put the foot down. And uh, they go, hey, come on, let me try it. And one guy's got his hand on my handlebar. And I'm like, ah, no, I'm good. And he's like, let me try it. And I go, all right. So I keep my hand there yeah. on the handlebar as well. I get off. He gets on, and he just rips my hand off, and they ride away. And I remember went, check you. And I was like, god <laughs> damn. And, you know, they're all looking back like, what a chump, what a chump. So I felt so fucking. Yeah, no, you just I feel defeated. So defeated. Such yeah. a loser. And I ran home, and I'm kind of tearing up, and I get home, and Enos is there, and my mom's there, and they're like, where's your bike? What happened? I'm like, ah, these kids stole it. And, and my mom's like, let me call the police. She calls the police. They don't care. It's a fucking kid's bike. Sure. I mean, they probably have other things to yeah. worry about. And so then Enos is like, fuck it. We're going to handle this on our own. Get in the van. And immediately I was I was like, ah, it's over. Let it go. Let I it know. go. To put yourself back in yes. a situation as a kid seems like a nightmare. That's exactly. a nightmare. I can't yeah. face them. Oh, and here's the, the clinker. Yeah. When I got home, I didn't realize I was wearing face paint. I had like a cloud on this side <laughs> and like a rainbow on this side. Where were you coming from? I was coming from summer camp. And that oh, day okay. we were painting like younger oh, younger kids' so faces. So you literally had, you were marked. They were like, we're going to get Completely. <laughs> completely marked. And, uh, yeah, so I had to wipe that off. Then we go out, we just drive around the neighborhood, and we find these kids on a stoop kind of taking my bike apart so they can make it look like not my bike. I love that they're just, like, doing it out in the open. Out in the open. The, no, nobody's assuming that you're coming back for it. I, it was like a chop shop. It was right on the sidewalk. They got tools <laughs> yeah. out and bike pieces everywhere, and I was like, that's it. That's the bike. And I'm, like, hovering in the back, like, trying to be not seen in the van. Yeah. And he just gets out, wig, high heels, he looks like Ving Rhames. I love that. I love that he did like put some like sneakers on or anything. Nothing. He's like, no he, need. I could do this in heels. Exactly. He wasn't even. <laughs> he wasn't fretting at all. And he goes up and he goes, "That's not your bike. Give me the bike back." And they're all like, "Ah, look at this fucking faggot! Oh my god, they're going nuts." <laughs> I mean, this is the early '90s, you know. It was a different time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Everyone's saying faggot for sure. Yeah, they were going crazy. They're all like holding their stuff, like falling over. And he's like, I'm taking the bike. And he puts his hand on the bike, and they put their hand on the bike, and he just kind of looks at all of them and just gives one good yank. They all let go, puts the bike over his shoulder, opens the van door, throw it in, close the door, get in, drove away, and that was it. Amazing. Amazing! I mean, as a guy, as a kid who's like, I'm this skinny white kid, I'm helpless, to see that, like, you know, it was almost like a father figure. Like, oh, that's yeah. what a man can be. Sure. Even though he's in a 
dress, basically. Sure. But yeah. You still are getting the same, you know, point across either way. Completely, yeah. And I've, maybe I was a little changed after that, but I, I always felt I so helpless. I was going to say, that was like, that's got to be like yeah. know, a little bit of a life changer for sure. A little bit, yeah. And I still rode my bike back and forth. And nobody ever fucked with you after nobody that? Nobody ever fucked. I took a different route. <laughs> but, <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Yeah. There's no, no shame in that. Yeah, yeah. I would have done the same for sure. Mm. I would love to... God, I just... I want to know so much more about Enos. Like I know, I like know. Just how, like, where that confidence came from. I yeah. mean, obviously, he loved you because you know he's not going to do that if he did. Right, right. Um, but I think like, he was a little embarrassed as a black guy too. Like, God, these fucking black kids are fucking oh, with such a stereotype. Making me look bad. Yeah. Making me look bad. So we're perpetuating this thing. We're already known as like criminal, whatever. Like, sure. And I think this white family brings him in. We we love him like our own. So yeah. I think he was like, God, my people are killing me here. Yeah, he's he sounds like a guy that had uh, like a ton of character and oh and, yeah, and clearly you well, know obviously really loved you and and probably obviously made fun of and mocked his whole life. So there was a lot of, when he took the bike, he took the bike back for him yeah. as well. You know what the way you're describing him, I'm picturing like a forty year old guy. Like how how old? Like well, again, there? I was a kid, so it was hard to see. He was definitely, sure. you know a. Adult, adult. I'd say yeah. 40, yeah, maybe 38, 40, and big dude, and, you know, looked like he'd seen some shit. Like, sure. he wasn't clean cut, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, he, if he wasn't wearing a dress, he could, like, be in the wire, probably. Yes, yes, exactly, and his clothes were a little disheveled, and uh, I remember he had, he had the white pumps, and they were, like, white, scuffed to sure. hell and back. Where did your parents find, like, how did he even... I have no idea. I don't know if it was in the newspaper, the one ads, I don't know if it was a... He was just uh, rollerblading by. Yeah, something. Maybe word of mouth, they knew a guy who knew him, but yeah. Sure. Then he got killed in... We gave him that van. Oh, did you? Yeah, because we were like, ah, you take the van, you need it. And he was hooking up with a guy in that van, they killed him in the van, they found him like days later, because he, the guy didn't know he was a dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic tale. Right? Oldest time. <laughs> it's so interesting, man. I mean, you really had an incredible fucking childhood. And it then, you know, just New Orleans on top of it is just Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. It's a it's not a great city to grow up in. If I I'm I'm going to bum out my I'm proud of it. I'm wearing a shirt right now. You are wearing a Saint shirt. That's as a New Orleans this. shirt. Yeah, like New Orleans hat. So I'm proud of it. I think it's a cool, unique, most unique city in America, but Yeah. I always say New Orleans is like the dad who sells Molly but doesn't drive you to school. You know, <laughs> sure. like you need the the hugs and the vegetables and the yeah. arithmetic every now and then. You can't just yeah. go drinking every night. And that's kind of what New Orleans is. Yeah, I've had a couple of I've had a couple of weekends in New Orleans. There and you that, go. that's about as enough, you know, I don't need more than a weekend in yeah. New Orleans. You know, maybe maybe a 3-day Bender, right, you know, right. And then I'm ready to fucking head on out. Exactly, and the city, as as cultural it is and as artsy as it is, it yeah. has this way of killing ambition. I guess with the booze or the laziness of it, like les 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 bons temps roule, you know, you just sit on the porch, drink a mint julep, listen to some jazz, I soak mean, in the sun. That sounds great. It sounds great, <laughs> but when you got to get up and make something of your life, like New yeah. Orleans, you know, you always hear like. This guy's from Michigan. Then you go through the Michigan alumni or the Chicago alumni. It's like, wow, Oprah, Tyler Perry, Kanye, you know, uh, sure. fucking Al Capone, all these great Chicagoans, Barack Obama. And then you go through New Orleans, you're like, well, we got Ellen. <laughs> and we got Harry Connick Jr. And that's about it. And the Neville brothers. Sure. Uh, Marcel. Little, little Wayne, maybe. Oh, Wayne. Wayne. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah all right. Pretty... Maybe New Orleans is all right. No, 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 no. But you see what I'm saying? I, absolutely. Okay. I think it's probably what drew you to New York, right? I mean, it's oh, yeah. completely the... Always obsessed. 
I mean, I went to film school in New York just to kind of get to New York. I failed miserably at film school. But. I uh, I was watching your This Is Not Happening. Yeah. What's What was the teacher's name? Miss uh, Fritz. Fritz. That's what I called her. That's right. Yeah, I figured you, you had to give her. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a hell of a story. We don't need to get into that. That's uh, a, thank you. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it on YouTube for sure. Um, okay, so then, yeah, so your childhood is in basically all of, you went to high school in New Orleans. Yep, yep. Did you do any college in New Orleans? I did. I went to University of New Orleans for one semester and failed out quick. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, college, frat, uh, animal house, let's get crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I honestly, I think I did maybe a semester of like junior college and then Mm -hmm. was just like, this is not for me at all. Like, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, no, it's, it's it's just it's not for everybody, and especially obviously with where you've ended up in right. in your career, it's like, a waste of time. I could have been waste of time doing comedy that whole time. I'd be four years ahead. Yeah, but my parents, I was so rudder. I mean, you see me now, you're like, hey, you're doing the road, you're on TV. But I mean, I was such a fucking loser. It was crazy. I had nothing going on. All I cared about was like, where are we drinking tonight? Where are we getting the beer? What are we doing? Are we making. Cocktails, jello shot, we're gonna get laid, we gotta chase some girl. I mean it was See, I think I had nothing going on. I think you're being really hard on yourself though, because what are you like nineteen at that point? Yeah, eighteen, That's nineteen. Mostly what eighteen and nineteen year olds are doing. I know, but my parents are both lawyers, like they they my brother was a genius. So Sure. I mean, but then you're just you're just comparing yourself to other true. people at this That's point. That's true. But like, like the idea of becoming a lawyer was like it was like being an astronaut. Like what are you insane? I could yeah. never pass that test or sure. figure that out. Yeah. So I had to figure something out outside the box. What was like, do you have like a moment that you remember where you're like, I got to stop doing this? Like, obviously you went to film school, but like, was there like something that you remember specifically? Well, college was such a kick in the dick because I failed out. So then my parents, they, they're like, you know when your parents are disappointed? It's the worst. It's yeah. not just mad. They're mad, but they're also disappointed. It's always worse. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, you have to go to college. You're, you got nothing going on. Like if you become a secretary, you'll be lucky. I was like, all right. See, I think it's interesting when you tell stories or you talk about your parents, how they just like really were absent the whole time, but they seem to at least care a little bit. Oh, they care. They totally cared. They were just doing their own thing. They were just checked out, but yeah. they cared. Yeah. I don't okay. want to seem like one of these guys who's like. No, they were beating me with a with a switch. <laughs> no, I don't. I, obviously, I don't mean that. I just mean like, at least from my perspective, it seemed like not that they didn't care, but that they definitely were like focused on their own life. Oh yeah, a lot more than yours. Mm-hmm. But to still at least kind of push you to at least go to school or you yes. gotta do something. Yes, they care. I mean, that's that's something. No, completely, completely. They're good. They're good people. So. uh... Yeah, I, I was went to Baton Rouge Community College to get my God, grades back what up. What is that like? That was hell. I mean, it's just high school again, but it's all the dumbest people from high school. You take out the prom queen and the football guy and all that. Sure. It's like all the high school without all the glam. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's brutal. It's like, you know, drug addicts and ex-cons and, you know, all this shit in there. And then I got my grades back up. Then I went to Southeastern, which is uh, like a, it's in Hammond. It's kind of like a B- it's a it's a school school. It's a university, yeah. but it was like you know bottom of the barrel, sure, and uh, in the middle of nowhere. And but I remember I went to a trip. My grandfather died, so we got a, my mom got this big chunk of dough, and so they were like, well, let's get creative with it. Should we? Which we should invest in some restaurants, some stocks. And my dad, being the non good with money guy, he said, let's invest in a movie. And my mom was like, eh. and he's like, it'll be cool, invest a movie. Uh, he's in film school, you know, he's making all these excuses. Yeah. So we invested in this shit B movie that never made the fucking light of day. It was shot in Mexico, shot in Texas. 
The whole thing's done. How does that even happen? I don't know how. My dad, he's, a, he's the worst with money. He just finds these things, and he's like, this is what we'll do. It'll be an adventure. But I remember we, I was obsessed with showbiz. I was obsessed yeah. with comedy, Seinfeld, uh, all this shit. Bill Murray was my hero. I knew every you know line from every movie. So I was like, well, this is cool for me. So he's like, we're going to go to L.A. and meet all the producers and see where our money's getting put, meet the director and all that. So I was like, all right. So we go out to L.A., and the whole time I'm like, Ooh, look at this. This is a cool hotel. Maybe I could be a bus, a bellboy here. Or maybe I could be a busboy at this restaurant. Or this bar is iconic. Frank Sinatra's there. Maybe I'll be a bar back. And my dad goes, what the hell is wrong with you? You, you? you have something. And it's the first time he's really complimented me in my life. He's like, you have something. You're funny. You're interesting. Whatever. Try. Why would you? You're, you're, you're dreaming of being a busboy? That's where your head's going? Like, maybe yeah. make something of yourself within this world. And I was like, huh. And right then, I was like, all right, I'll try it. That's all I needed. Really? But he, he'd never done that before. Because when I was a kid, I was in theater, and I was in plays. Because when you're a kid, okay. there's no there's no consequences. Oh, I, I said the wrong line. I'm a kid in this sure, play. It's, no it's, one, it's, cute, it, it's cute. It gets a laugh. Yeah. But when you're getting older, nobody you're not cute. So I was like, ah, I'm not that guy. Fuck it. And he was just like, try something. Try showbiz. Try to be an actor. Try to be this. And also, it was, I, had, I was so low below zero that even if I tried anything, it'd be... It was something. It was something. Yeah. So I worked at a Mexican restaurant at the time. My friend, who was another waiter, was like, I'm doing this open mic. And I said, ah, I'm going to go. And I went and signed up. Didn't go on. Wussed out. Went the next week, and I just sit in the back and watch. And I was so... The comics were horrible. They would all bomb, but I was so obsessed. And I was like, yeah. oh, we tried that joke last week. It didn't work. And that now got a little something. Oh, yeah. that's pretty good. Oh, man, you see how he came out and just riffed on the room? No one, no one had the ball. You know, I would notice all that. And I was obsessed with it. And I thought all these guys were heroes even though they were a bunch of losers like me and i just said fuck it and i signed up one day and i wrote a whole thing on about family feud and and it all bombed and whatever and i ran the light and <laughs> fucked up completely but i yeah. was like this is something and then i became i went into hedberg geraldo carlin Pryor. i just submerged myself in all this and i fucking loved it and i i remember telling my mom like you know this carlin guy she's like of course i know carlin I'm like my mom knows a comedian you know <laughs> yeah yeah so that was a big deal and uh it seemed like this could be something. And I had, again, so little going on that the idea of going to New York was like, why the hell not? If I fail, I'm already failed. I've already See, I got I, nothing anyway. I love that type of confidence. I feel like I've kind of had that my whole life as well. It's like, well, if I fuck up, then I fuck up. And yeah. you just try something else. Exactly, because you're not... If you fuck up, you're just back to where you are anyway. Yeah. So I, And it's easier, for sure, I guess, when you're younger, too. Yes, Because that's yes. when you're supposed to fuck exactly. up. Exactly. I'm 22. I'm an idiot. So I remember all my friends, like, you go to New York. Yeah, right. Oh, this guy's going. It was like Goodwill Hunting. Like, look at this fucking guy. He thinks he's somebody, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I'm somebody. I just, I got to get out of here. We're doing the same yeah. thing every night. You got to go see about a girl. Yes. But the girl is stand-up. The girl is stand-up. That's a good title. <laughs> and I went up and saw about a girl with a couple guys, and immediately I was like, this is amazing. We live in a, we live in a shitty apartment way out in Brooklyn. I signed my lease on Loose Leaf. My landlord had AIDS. I was getting mugged. <laughs> I was getting drunk. I was getting laid. I was bombing. It was great. Well, let's, we can get, I would like to get into that a little bit, All too. Right. Uh, so how long are you doing these New Orleans open mics for before you're like, okay... 
I'm ready for New York. Eight, nine months. I mean, uh, it was quick. But yeah, I was, you yeah. know, after, after you do two, three, four, you get a lay of the land. Now I'm opening the phone book. Comedy club, you know? And like, oh, there's one in Baton Rouge. There's one in Lafayette. All right, oh, oh, then you start talking to other comics. You, you're, you know, it was pen and paper back then. So you're jotting down notes. Oh, there's an open mic on Tuesday at the, the, sure. the Dusty Clam. All right, I'll go in. Is it sign up? Is it lottery? And it just becomes your whole world. And now you're meeting all these other guys who are like you and weird and outcasty. And think about comedy. So now you got a, a group and friends, and you're comparing, and you're helping each other write. And uh, this whole time, I was rudderless. I was a drunk. I had nothing going on. Now I got a thing. Yeah, you found like the, your little like where you belong. Yes, you, your little cut out of life. You found your little your little uh, yeah. dry patch of land. Like I'm on it, baby. Which is in, kind of insane because yeah. it's like to to find like obviously from what you're doing now, um, you found the exact thing. Yeah, that you, that you were look, that you were looking for that you needed at that point. Completely, and I'm so grateful. People say, "Hey, you know, my baby came out. It's got ten fingers, ten toes." You know, oh, I'm I feel that way about comedy. I'm so lucky I found this. I, I know friends who are smarter than me, more talented than me, better looking, the whole thing. But they're just like, I hate my job. I have nine to five it. I mean, I got a cubicle. I'm in sales. I'm miserable. I have health care. I don't even have health care. But they have health care. They have dental. They have a wife and a kid, yeah. and they hate every minute of it. Oh, so lucky. I, I completely agree. I feel like um, I, as I get older, um, I lose sort of a couple of friends every year. Yes. The, the more they Same. get further into like the job they hate, yep, yep, yep. The, the girlfriend that drives them crazy, the wife, the whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's just like I, I feel like I can't. I can't relate to them at all at this point. No. Because I, again, I feel like you, I'm very lucky. I love, I feel like I haven't worked a day yes, in years. Same. I'm, I, and having something to work towards is, is everything. I absolutely. think that's how the human mind is kind of evolved. Sure. You know, it's get up, farm, we got to get fee, a food for the winter, save food, cook for tonight, milk the cow. Like, you have to have a, okay, winter's coming, we need this much food by that time because the crops aren't going to grow. And so you just start planning things and, you know, that's how life works. So protect the failure, the enemy's coming, the coyote's out there, shoot, keep the dog, shoot the coyote. Like, that's how we live and yeah. for years, hundreds of thousands of years and now we're like, well, we got Uber Eats, we got Netflix. So oh, now yeah. you need it more than ever because Absolutely. your brain is going haywire. Like, this is not what's supposed to happen. So you got to keep busy and like, like the Louis thing, got to write a new hour every year. That's just him being like, I want to kill myself, but I'm going to make life worth living. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that, too. I feel... I, I worry sometimes that, like, it's, like, defining who I am. Sure, you know, sure. You know, of course. I mean, I've completely defined as this, but... But it's... I'm okay with it. I'll, I'm okay I'll with take it, it, too. I'll take it. I really it. am. Yeah. Um, because... I, it's basically I'm defined by something that I at least I love. Yeah, you know, you like, could be defined by being gay or by being <laughs> fat or by being ugly or, or or mean. Like that could be. This is better than that. I mean, I'm, not being gay is wrong. But you don't <laughs> want to define somebody by being gay. Absolutely. I mean, um, I I look at some of my friends and I mean, I don't want to say that like I judge them because you know whatever they're, they they you got to make a living somehow or do you know you got to do what you got to do. Some people aren't as lucky. Some people. I mean, my dad was a postal worker. Like he, just, oh, wow. he had to do that. Yeah. He had three kids, and that was you know he tried his thing. Mm-hmm. It did necessarily didn't work out, but you know he's yeah. got he's got kids to feed. It's yeah. like I got to be a postal worker now for thirty years or whatever he did. Right, but at least um, I bet he's happier than some guy who's floundering. At least he had a, a 
a purpose. Like I gotta go. I gotta make this mail get to these houses. And and you know I gotta feed my kids. Yeah, and I have a house yeah, to live in. Exactly. That we, gives you, know, you purpose. Yeah, I mean, look, we we always lived in nice neighborhoods. I was very very lucky. Yeah. Um, you know, he always he made sure that you know I didn't worry about any of that stuff. When are we gonna start recording? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, where were? We? Yeah, I just. Like we were saying, I, 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 I'm losing friends left and right at this point. Mm. I'm, I feel like you are maybe luckier than I am in the sense that you're around other comics more. So like yeah. you can make friends and, yes. you know, with other comics. Um, I work in, you know, a building with like other people who are doing some sort of the same thing I'm doing. But, um, you know, it's, it's still like a lot of them are, it's working an office job still you mm-hmm. know it's just it's i don't know what, what do you do exactly so i work for a company called hubbard radio um and they run they own a bunch of radio stations in you know phoenix and seattle and chicago and all over the place mm. um and i voice commercials for all of the different stations mm-hmm. um and then i host a show for one of the stations at night in phoenix mm-hmm. and then i also do this podcast um, I've got like nine jobs. I, yeah, okay. I produce another this podcast, this like Tony Robbins type guy. Oh, I, yeah. I do like a million different fucking, I have like a small charity that I run. I do a lot of shit. Okay. Um, I love self-help by the way. I, do it's, you? It's like a shame, uh, what a guilty pleasure. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just started working with this guy. <laughs> His name's Rock Thomas. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, good. Or, or, yeah. Pretty much the the reason I I wanted to work with him because I loved it. I was like, that's a great name. You're it's, already it's, killing it. It's either action star, self help, or porn. Oh, Those absolutely. are the only options that guy has. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, you, I'll you should check him out. He's a pretty he's a pretty interesting dude. Okay. He's definitely very much got like the uh, the Tony Robbins type of vibe to him. You know, yeah. like he's like a real estate mogul, and now he's like so successful he just wants to teach other people how to be as successful i see those guys whether that shit helps or not the fact that he's trying and that's why i like self-help because it's just the attempt to make life better to make yourself improve sure. that's why i like it because you know it's like you got to meditate every day and all that and people say well what does meditation really do it's just the fact that you sat down and are making an attempt trying more than be anything better. trying to be better that's yeah. why i like self-help yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I feel like it's it's difficult, and mm-hmm. those people make it a little bit easier. Yeah, you yeah. Need, sometimes you need somebody to motivate you totally. a I mean, little bit. I mean, depression, we have it the easiest we've ever had it, and people are the most miserable. We, depression is through the roof. Suicide is way up. Yeah. Everybody's online. Everybody's living in their own world. Everybody's fighting. No one's listening to each other. I mean, well, things I was gonna are say, I think I think these phones are yeah. ruining us. Oh, for completely. Sure. And we're the first generation to have it so we yeah. are the guinea pig we have to learn it and figure out whereas a hundred years are gonna go well it was bad it's almost like when the car was invented people get run over left and right <laughs> sure and now the car millions pass by every day and you barely hear about anybody yeah. get by a car so we're the uh the guinea so we gotta figure it out it's it's using us we're the uh the test i'm, I'm we're relatively close in age you're 35 mm-hmm. i'm gonna be 32 this year okay um I really appreciate the fact that we at least got to have some yes, like a childhood without yes, it. Yes, like, completely. I, I couldn't imagine 
you know, living a life. Could you imagine being in high school and Snapchat being a oh, thing? I would kill what a myself. Nightmare. nightmare. I would kill myself immediately. Yeah. And they are killing themselves. Yeah, I, I mean, look, yeah, they, they really are. It's unfortunate. But I could not imagine... You're walking down the hall, he didn't take my friend request, there he is, oh my yeah. god, it's like... What a nightmare oh, that man, would be. man, that would be hell. The little bit of, like, I don't know if you if you uh, did MySpace at all, but yeah, the, there was, bit. like, the top eight. Yeah, That was, like, the beginning. That was a big and, deal. And that was a nightmare. Yeah. People would, like, get upset if you were like, what if whoever was, you know, they would literally be upset, like, oh, I'm number four, right. he's number six, she's number. It's like, fucking, that was a nightmare. Yeah. Like, I could not Good imagine point. being, you know, um, you know, in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm a nervous wreck already. What? And then I got to worry about how many followers yeah, I have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's also true that I go on the road every weekend. Yeah. I talk to guys in the city I'm in, like yourself. I've just had a. Lunch yesterday with Matteo Lane. Okay. He's a, a New yeah. York comic. Yeah. And everybody's fighting all day long. Nobody's listening to each other. We're all trying to run our own social media. We're all trying to promote. We're all trying to make it. Yeah. And then you get into a room with everybody without all that shit turned off. Everything's, no one's looking at the phone. You're having a conversation. Everybody's in agreement. Sure. You know, you go, we're a little PC. Everybody's offended. What's up with that crazy broad, huh? You see what she was tweeting? Yikes. <laughs> and you get together and you go, oh my God, I'm not crazy. We're all yeah. fucking nuts. And that's why I think comedy is so huge right now. Yeah. The way in the 60s music was like like refreshing, like, oh, they're, they're fucking with the man and they're they're breaking down barriers and they, oh, that song actually means this and that's about that politician. Comedy's doing that now. Absolutely. You know, because music's, music's, it's just rap and like, pussy rock you know <laughs> like fallout boy and all that shit like oh, i'm hurting you know but like sure yeah. and rap's just like hey i'm trying to get my money i'm trying to get my dick sucked and all that so like that's a it's bit a of a blanket no, but you, yeah sure it's a lot of that that's oh, a lot of that a lot of bravado and all that and i think comedy's like this is weird right what's up with this how about we, the president you know and now that's the only and now that's why it's being attacked so much we, more. Well, we need it I we mean, need we it absolutely need it yeah we need somebody to get in front of all of us and tell us what, like, we're all afraid to say. Exactly. And on top of it, you're making it funny. Which yes. Which is, like, relaxing us a Yes. Bit. It's so important. It's important. I mean, uh, Oscar Wilde said, if you're going to be tell the truth, you better be funny. I love that. Yeah. I love it, too. And he's, boy, is he right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, I'm super excited. I'm coming to the 9:30 show. Hey, tonight, so. I'll put you on the list if you want. I'm I'm I actually uh, I'm friends with Chad. Oh, all right. I runs, love Chad. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. I uh, I texted him like a week ago and I was like, I need Norman tickets. Yeah, like, yeah. I was pumped. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Um, I've never seen you perform either, so like, I'm, oh, I'm great. Gonna, I, you know, I see like your late night sets and stuff, but I don't know like your hours, so that'll be super fun. Well, I just did an album, so I'm like in that weird transition period, oh, like, trying like, to. Pump new in to build oh, a new cool. hour, so in- you'll see a little bit of uh, wishy washy. I'll be all over the road. I'm into it. Either all right, way. I'm all a right. comedy just, fan, just so all up. of that's interesting. Um, I saw actually Chappelle was here. Oh wow! Like, two weeks ago, I went. I got to go see him. Stand up live or improv? no? No, he. I don't know if they just must have thrown a fucking just so much cash at him. He went to there's this place called Maricopa. Mm. It's about. Maybe like forty five minutes from here. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's just like he played a casino in the middle of fucking nowhere. Whoa! Yeah, and it's like the venue was weird. Um, you know, not not a, not very like comedy friendly. The sound system was kind of bad. Uh, other, other, you know, it was still amazing to see mm-hmm. Chappelle. I had never seen him before. I I went just to see him, but he was in that phase too. You could clearly tell. Right, he right. Was, he's trying to figure out the new hour, so it was like, you know. Um, a, a, not like crowd worky, but just you know, he was definitely 
you know, looking at his notes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Out, which is totally fine. I mean, it's kind of cool to see him like figuring sure. it out at the same time. I won't be that bad. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll <laughs> no, keep Chappelle it was great. I had flowing. a good time. Okay, I had a good time. I feel like I don't know if it's just if you guys are all syncing up like fucking periods, but I saw Patton Oswalt not that long mm-hmm. ago. He was he's clearly like still kind of working stuff out. It's fun. I I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it too. But I think you still got to be considerate to the they're paying sure. they sat down they drove here like give them a show yeah but i get it i get it but these Chappelle types are so like it's such an oracle like he's like a prophet it's, so, it's it's crazy right even him riffing you're like this is great he's talking in front of me you've opened up for him before right i've opened for him and i actually saw him at a i was on a date and i was with my girl and we went to get sushi and i was just sitting there he walked in and I go, oh my god, it's Dave Chappelle. And I knew his like manager guy because I'm open for him, so I had to always deal with the manager. And sure. I was like, oh hey, what's up, man? And he's like, oh hey. And he goes, hey. First thing he does is just hits Dave and goes, Dave, this guy opened for you. And I was like, oh, don't bother him. <laughs> and Dave's like, oh, what's up, man? What do we do? And I was like, at the cutting room. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. What do you think you got to get to sell her later? And he just treat me like an equal because I'm a comic. It was well, amazing. Yeah, I feel like you guys are in that little like little community. Together. We are. Yeah, he's he, gets one, he it. seems like at least one of the good ones for sure. Oh yeah, he's one of the good ones. He's so and smart. Doesn't have to be either. Like the I guy know. could just be, you know. But I know the funny guys are always the nicest. Weirdly yeah. enough, the mean guys are the ones you're like, you're not even that funny. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, every time. Every time. Do you think it's just because they also know they're not funny? They also know. They also... Uh, and... It's it's a defense mechanism, kind of like, sure. like, oh, you think you're better than me? Well, I'm going to be a dick to you. You're like, I do think I'm better than you, and now I definitely <laughs> think I'm better than you because you're mean, too. See, that's interesting. It's like you clearly have like a confidence to you, but I hear you... Wow, uh, you I, think? Of, of course. Absolutely. Oh, hey. Um, but I also <laughs> have heard you a million times talk about how much you hate yourself... Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're a piece of whatever, you know, the things that you say. Yeah. I feel like that's sort of what, like, drew me towards, like, I related with that a ton. Uh-huh. I talk about on the podcast all the time how much I hate myself and I'm jealous of everybody and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I totally, I get it. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, a weird, like, confidence to that. Hmm. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, like um, I don't know. Well, at least it's like I know, like I, I know who I am. Like I'm comfortable. I'm, a, I'm I may hate myself sometimes, but like I'm comfortable with it at least. You know, right? There's right, like a right. weird confidence to that. Yeah, but I am a pretty big. I mean, I fucked this up. We were supposed to be in your studio. <laughs> I wasn't I, even gonna bring it up, but yes, I, I mean... fucked up royally. I was supposed to be at eleven a.m. I pushed it back to three thirty. Then I didn't get here till four. I mean, it's, it's a lot of the booze. But uh, I, I mean, did, did, did you did you ever listen to my pod? Which... Cast Tuesday. Oh, Tuesdays of Stories. Yeah, yeah of course. All right, I well, listen to every week. <laughs> I'll give you a sneak peek. <laughs> okay. So uh, last week I talked about. Oh no, this might be the next week. I'll just fuck well, it. Did you? Is it about the show that you sold? Yeah, I didn't sell it. I didn't well, you sell. sold it to like a company. It. Though, yes. Right? Yes. That's right. Okay. Uh, a production company bought it, but you have to sell it to a network. That's right. But now they champion it, so they fly you out on their dime. They put you up, so it's a whole different ball game. Okay. So I went out and I. Uh, this is. I shouldn't say this because uh, <laughs> this comes out this Tuesday well, and it's a biggie. But I'll give you an exclusive. I'll, I'll, I love it. All right. So I went out and I, we had to pitch to six, six networks. Okay. Three on one day and three on the next day. Okay. The first day, they all went great. Did a show with Rogan, Kreischer, Brad Williams. Great night at the store. Main That's room. That's amazing. They give you a goodie bag. You do these shows in the back room with these guys and it's like, there's catering. There's a, there's a fucking yeah, bar I mean, back there. Oh, those dudes are on another level. It's Millionaires, insane. yeah. Yeah. So uh, they give you this big bag. It's like a like a grocery bag, but it's all black and it seals. And I was like, what's this? I open it. It's full of pre-rolled joints, 
CBD oil, <laughs> CBD pills, THC droplets, just packed. And I'm not a big weed guy. That's amazing. So, CBD is great. Uh, yeah, everybody loves CBD. So I was like, I'll take this because I want to try this CBD stuff. It doesn't get you high. It relieves anxiety. Yeah. It relieves pain, whatever. You probably love it. Yeah, so I go home that night to the hotel, and I go, that was a great show. I'm so lucky. I'm in L.A. I'm in a fucking nice You're hotel. You're living the dream, I'm dude. living the dream. I'm pitching a show. This is crazy. It's amazing. Who knows if it'll go, but it's still a great... I'm enjoying the ride. Totally. So I go, I got to get some sleep for the three pitches tomorrow. HBO, Showtime, whatever. Yeah. So I go, let me take one of these CBD pills... Okay. And have a good night's sleep and just stop worrying about it. It's about midnight. Got a, The first pitch is at 9. About okay. midnight. Pass out. Pop the pill at about midnight. Wake up at like 1240. I'm off my ass. I mean, I felt like I was sleeping vertically. I was like, where am I? Who am I? I didn't know what was going on. I fell off the bed. I was crawling like an army crawl. I couldn't even walk. It was THC. Oh, I took 100 milligrams oh. of THC. I thought it was, you know... CBD. I yeah, didn't know. It would yeah, give me, yeah. I, I could not move. The room was spinning. I didn't know where I was. I was looking in the mirror, going, "You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay." <laughs> Hugging the toilet. I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm putting water on my face. The water felt like like slime. I mean, I was gone. Oh my god. I've never been this fucked up in my life. Yeah, that's I a can't, nightmare. I was like on the roof. I was cre- I was Dude, freaking out. Violently high. Violently high, and just going like, "This will be over. This will be over. You're gonna. No, you won't. No, you won't. Yeah, you will. No, you won't. No, you won't. No, you're so stupid. You're gonna fuck it." So, so I'm like, st- I stay up all night. I can't sleep. I'm too high. No shit. So I call my manager at like six, and I'm like, "I'm not gonna make it." And he's like, "What are you kidding? You flew out here. This is it, baby. We're doing." It. I'm like, "I can't do it. I'm freaking out. I took I took a uh, weed." And he's like, "What?" He comes over. So now he see I'm in my underwear, I'm shirtless, I'm <laughs> trembling, my eyes are as big as a hubcap, and he's like, "You're going." I'm like, "If I go, I'll get kicked out of Hollywood by going to a meeting." Look, look at look at me. I'm, I'm a crack addict. Yeah. I'm, I'm nuts. So he's like, "All right, well, we'll we'll skip the nine. We'll go to the noon." Eleven comes by. By the way, this all feels like three, four weeks. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So 11, 11 rolls around, and I'm like, look at me. I can't go. He's like, you're going. I can't. He's yelling at me. He's like, you fucking idiot. You're going to blow it down. Because he wants the show. He wants the money. Of course, yeah. So I, I go. I can't go. And then 3 o'clock meeting. Can't make that. He's furious. I fly out the next day. I hate myself. I feel horrible. This production show, he flew me out first class, put me up. I, I blew the whole thing. You didn't go to any of the meetings. I didn't go to one. I could not oh, move. I didn't leave shit. the hotel room till like 10 that night. Cause yeah. I didn't feel normal until four days after. It had to get through me. I was so much weed. It was crazy. I should have gone to the hospital. It was bad. Yeah. So I fly back to New York. He's furious. The production company's furious. I had to tell my food poisoning. I completely lied. That's why this sure, is a, sure. a gamble saying this out loud. <laughs> it's okay. None of them are going to hear this. Okay. And uh, so he's like, well, here's what you got to do. You gotta, you're going to Tempe next week, Thursday through Saturday. You got to fly out on Wednesday, and you're going to do two pitches, and the third one... We couldn't get it on Wednesday. You have to do it on Friday. So I had to come out on Wednesday, do the pitches, fly to Tempe, do Thursday night's gig, wake up at 5, get on a plane, fly to L.A., go to another pitch, fly back, do two shows last night. No shit. Yeah, but I had to do it, and I killed the pitches, and it was a bitch. It was a nightmare, taking all those flights, fucking four flights in two days. Yeah. But it went well, and now I'm here in Tempe, and I'm talking to you. and uh, (laughs) You did it. I don't know the point. I forgot the point I was trying to make here. But, oh, oh, I'm, uh, that's how much of a fuck-up I am. <laughs> okay, but I wouldn't call you a fuck-up. I mean, maybe next time double-check yeah, what yeah. you're fucking throwing in your mouth. Well, but... there's more. Oh, shit. So I fly out yesterday, a 6 o'clock flight. I land in L.A. at 7.30. Okay. The pitch is at 10. Okay. So now I'm in L.A. at 7.30. The pitch is not for two and a half hours. So I'm yeah. like, well, now i got to kill some time. Sure. But I went to bed at fucking 1, and I woke up at 4, so I'm on three hours of sleep. Yeah. So I go, let me just sit down in the airport take a little nap. 
Fell asleep for three hours. Oh I fell asleep for three hours. I didn't set an alarm or anything. I woke up and I go, what time is it? It was like 9.53. I'm like, ah! <laughs> I checked the maps. 44-minute drive. I go, oh, my God. So I get in the car. I text my, or I call my manager. I'm like, the plane was delayed. Uh, we sat on the tarmac for five years. I'm super late. I'm coming now. And he's like, God damn it. So I had to just blatantly lie to him. But yeah, yeah, I got yeah. to the pitch at like 11. Supposed to be at 10. Shit. And, uh... Pitch went fine, but it was okay. Again, fuck up. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, look, we obviously everyone fucks up once in a while, but you're like fucking up big I'm things. Up big things. <laughs> I mean, obviously, do you think a little bit is like the idea of getting it freaks you out a little bit? It does, and I have friends who have. Or way more talented than me who have blown shit like this because of subconsciously Just, they, they have a fear of success. Like, what if you get the show? Then then, then now you got the show's got to be good. Exactly, then, yeah. it's like that Larry David thing. Like sure. he got picked up for three, three more seasons. He's like, oh yeah. fuck, that's yeah. horrible news. I don't want to yeah. do all that work. Right. That's kind of how I feel. But I'm I'm also like, dude, because like working towards it is like sort that's of the, the fun part. That's the fun part. Yeah, yeah, but it's like when you're on the way to get coke is great. But then once you get the coke, <laughs> you're like, ah, what am I doing with my life? I'm hungover. Oh. I hate it. But I, I just, I've had too many weekends of funny bones, getting heckled, talking about shit on stage. People go, yeah. who cares? Boring. And you're like, I, you're I've ready. done that for the past five, six years. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to just move on. And I'm not saying I don't like the road, but the road to me is not the road that well, that it is to Bill Burr. You want to go do shows where it's all your fans. Of course. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. And I'm not anywhere near that. I'll get 20 people a show, 10 people a show, but... A whole four night run, I can't fill out two hundred and three hundred seats of all my people. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, I mean we'll look, get there. Yeah, of course you'll definitely get there. Obviously, you're not quitting anytime soon. No, so no. You'll definitely get there. Some people, unfortunately, it just takes a little bit longer. I guess, right? Yeah, I guess so. And we all have our own path. I mean, Bill Burr, he's like my kind of like my beacon of like he yes. struggled forever, and he said he was he calls it killing in obscurity. He was oh, traveling the country, murdering yeah. at these shit bonkers in the haha joint, and yeah. people come up to him. Boy, I've never heard of you. Funniest guy. We got free tickets. I'm glad we came. And he said like that would just keep him going. Sure. And then there's a desperation that kicks in with this like, why isn't the industry noticing me? Why is that guy bigger than me? He sucks. He's a hack. I'm killing. Why am I? And so you kind of just start getting wackier on stage. Let me try this. Let me try that. And that the desperation sparks even more creativity and more uh, vitriol into your set and trying this and what do I got to lose? Fuck it, let's get creative. And that's why these guys who slugged it out for decades are Louis, Burr, Chappelle, all these guys. I mean, that's why like a lot of women, I think, hit a ceiling because we always want more women. So they get scooped up early. And not saying they're not funny or good, but they get scooped up so early, they never had that get kicked in the balls for 20 years. You need that. You need that, and it's hell, but it's, you know, what's that? It takes pressure to make a diamond kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, I just, look, man, can you talk about what the show is at all that you're pitching? Eh, it's a, I can, I can. Whatever you could say, obviously. I'll skate the surface. Sure, sure, sure. Basically, is a lot behind it it's a long pitch with a lot of characters and a lot of nuance but basically the whole pitch is about the times we're living in about how like everything is a contradiction all day big is beautiful so why are you going to the gym i don't see color well i'm black no you're not i thought you couldn't see color and so the whole show is just 
calling people out on their these social normities, like these uh, niceties in life we have, these norms. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, that's the whole show, and it's like killing in the rooms. And I can see every exec like, oh, yeah. And it all comes from my comedy because I've noticed if you touch on trans, gay, black, men, women, yeah. people pull back. They hear those bud- buzzwords, racism, yeah. transgender. Oh, what's he going to say? <laughs> you know? And yeah, you, yeah. But I've noticed that as I get this desperation that I'm talking about, this like, why is anyone noticing me? I say, fuck it. Let's even let's go even further into this school shooting idea. Let's mm-hmm. dive in. Let's go. Let's lean in, and then they get on board, and that's what the whole TV show is like. Everybody's dodging this, like this PC offensive culture where we go, hey, let's tiptoe. HR's up our ass. Say African American, not black. You know, we're all. That's all we do all day long. Don't don't make a fat joke. Don't fat shame. Don't slut shame. So this show is gonna slut shame. It's gonna fat shame. And the the beauty of it is we're all thinking those thoughts anyway. Yeah. We just say the right things. Absolutely. Everybody knows what to say now. It's like a, it's like something we learn now. You don't even know you learned it, but you learned it. Yeah. No, and that's, that's so amazing. that's what the whole show is. It's this guy who can't compute that. He's missing something. He's got like a disorder. Interesting. So he's very literal. It's almost like an alien. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, women say like, Caitlyn Jenner is beautiful. How dare you? And you go, well, you look like her. And they go, fuck you. You know? And that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole show yeah. in, a, in a nutshell. It sounds great, man. Oh, that well, sounds really good. We'll see. I mean, I, everybody's such a pussy now, like, TV-wise. You know, we got to remake well, Starsky and say. Hutch. We got to redo this. Let's do Aladdin again. Let's do uh, Jumanji again, you know? Because at least it worked. Yeah. So this would actually take some, some balls by a network, but, you know. Well, I was going to say, too, it sounds like a show that would need to be, like, on an HBO. Or yeah, oh, like, yeah. Uh, like a Showtime or something. Totally, where totally. Where really do the show that you want to do. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, we'll see. That's we'll exciting, see. man. I mean, look, I hope you get it. Obviously, I, yeah. I'd love to see it. I uh, hope I get it and it doesn't get made. That's my dream. Because it does. then you don't have to do the work. But you still get paid. You get, for the, you get the money. You get the money for the idea and the creative, all that shit. The executive producing credit. And then maybe that'll lead to like another thing. Exactly. Yeah. My dream would be like a Tosh.0, Adam Ruins Everything kind of show where you can just be you yeah. and tell jokes and be funny and have a have a have like a subject matter and take it apart. John Oliver. He's so good. He's so good, I love, yeah. I love his show. Yeah, he's he's doing the best right now. Like I really, yeah, I, I Trevor, totally agree. Uh, Samantha B. Uh, John Oliver, I believe. John Oliver, He's the yeah. king of that. He really is. And he does it in like 20 minutes. I know. It's like you get everything. And it's all funny, and it's informative, I, and they all get a zillion hits on YouTube. Oh, yeah, his YouTube is like insane. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I, you know, I don't need to read books anymore. Like, I could just fucking right. watch John Oliver. Right, right. And like, I could, I, I know everything I need to know. Totally. And obviously, you know, he's if, if you've never watched a show, he picks a one specific topic and just kind of gives you everything. Thing. and mm-hmm. it's like i don't need to watch the news and it, like he literally just he nails it every he time. nails it he really does but i mean we're living in this time where like some guy comes on tv and goes there's two genders what are you talking about and everybody goes who's this guy <laughs> you know what i mean like whoa this is crazy and you're like that's where we're at we're saying something like that is so ballsy that people kind of go well i'm gonna listen to this yeah and i think that says a lot about our society sure if somebody goes I'm not saying there aren't two genders. I'm, I'm all for trans. I support it, of whatever course, the hell. Of course, But just someone saying there's two genders makes people's ears perk up. Yeah. And that's like, that's a weird time to be alive. This is, this is the only time I'll, uh, in history where people get mad when you tell them they're privileged. 
You know, you go, hey, you're very privileged. People go, fuck you. You don't know my struggle. You don't know what I've been through. A hundred years ago, you're very privileged. People go, great. What do I have to do? Oh, you were born? You're born with it. Oh, this is fucking sweet. How lucky am I? We do live in the weirdest fucking time. It's right all now. victim it's and all insane. that shit. It is. I mean, and then uh, what we were talking about, too, with social media on top. Like, we just live in, like, the weirdest. I know. Scariest. Yeah. Entitled. Yeah. Uh, narcissistic. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. My way or the highway. Me, me, me. That joke offended me, so you need to get rid of that joke. Well, the whole room liked it. I didn't like it. Get rid of it. Don't you think that's a little selfish? What about them? What about me? You know, we just do that all day. It, that's Yeah. No, you're totally right, man. It's crazy. It and, is. And I'm not smart, so why can I see it? <laughs> you don't think you're smart at all? Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not a, a dumbo or anything, but like, come on. It's it's all right there. I think your joke writing is very smart. Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I think it's... Um, it's uh, it takes a little. I think, what what's a good movie analogy? Uh, hold on, hold on. I got <laughs> I, something here. Whoa, whoa, I stepped into something. I like this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's that movie where? Oh, you know when he puts the glasses on, and he can see the aliens. Uh, they well, live. I think it's called. Okay. I it's an eighties seen... movie where okay. the, everybody's walking around normal, and you put these sunglasses on, and you can see who's a zombie. Okay. It's like a cheesy sure. horror movie, but. It's kind of like that. I think my low self-esteem, which has always hurt me and ruined me and caused me not to do anything, has also kind of kept me in check. And a lot of people are just so far off the deep end mm -hmm. that they're entitled and they're confident and they go, I'm right. But I go, maybe I'm not right. Let me examine. Because I have such low self-worth that I can't just assume I'm right. So I, I examine and then I think you can see the truth. You can see common sense better if you actually don't have confidence. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I no, think there's I mean, something there. I well, I mean, you your jokes that you're always you have you find these very interesting ways of like uh, comparing two things that I would never think uh, about. Oh yeah, comparing big comparing to. guy. Yeah, 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 which is great. I mean, I think it's. I Thanks. Think, um, My friends make fun of me. Oh, you got another comparison bit. Great. Who is making fun of you? Well, not making fun, of, but they're like, oh, you're the you're the comparison comic. But I that's how I think. I this is like this, so shouldn't this be like this? Yeah. You know, that's why I'm so bad at math because eight and nine are so different. And so you go, hey, put those together. And I go, well, they're different. I can't. It, it, it malfunctions. I don't think there's a lot of people that could do at least what you're doing right now. Oh, good. That was this is too much. <laughs> I'll, me st out. I'll stop. Thank yeah, you. I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. Um, well, I mean, we, we're about an hour right now. Oh, I, wow. I, I, we definitely went on a fucking tangent there, but yeah. that's fine. I mean, I did sort of want to get into. Uh, let's do. You know, we'll do a quick, quick wrap up with could, the uh, with the whatever you want to get into. Sure. I went off there. Sorry. It's, no, no, dude. This is great, man. All this right. Is, this is great. Um, but basically, you you we're going way back here. But you went from New Orleans. You go to New York. Yes. You start doing open mics in New York. Yes. How long are you doing? Like, okay, let's just let's do this. When did you like? Was there a show? What was it when you're like, okay, I'm done with open mics now, or at least like. I mean, I went to one a couple of weeks ago. No, okay, sure. No, I get, I get yeah. that, but I just mean like, okay, you're like, you're at, you, you've leveled up in mm -hmm. the sense of comedy. Like, is there a point that you could really remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, where you're like booking, like not necessarily, you're not like booking the seller, but you're at least like doing clubs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2013 was like my year of the break of of a next level. You know, I was okay. doing, doing four or five mics a night. Creek in the Cave, uh, bar show, bar show, 
uh, late night at a club, you know. Yeah. And I did that for years, day jobs, furniture mover, janitor, the whole thing. And you used to do, like, competitions, too, right? Yeah, like, always do comics. a competition, because yeah. you just want to get out there. You need to, because there's a pot of comics, and, like, you open the pot, and they all go, hey! <laughs> and you close the pot, and they shut up, you know? And you got to yeah. figure out how to get out of that pot. Sure. And get in the next pot with less comics, and the next pot, and then eventually you're Kevin Hart, you know, just that singular being who's selling out a soccer you, arena. You have, okay, do you have, like, what's with the I'm Kevin Hart at the end of every set? Where uh, did that come from? I don't know. I used to bomb a lot, and I would get mad, and I didn't want to say my name at the end, so like, oh, I'm Kevin Hart, <laughs> fuck you, I bombed. Oh, so you were doing that, you've been doing that a long time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then I, I, I got such a routine... I don't want to. I feel dumb saying my own name for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. So I go, ah, I'm Kevin Hart, and they go, what? He's Kevin Hart. And I go, it's just another way of being like, ah, fuck you. You don't care. Well, I, th- I thought it was interesting to kind of watch you progress on Conan because yeah. you do say your name on the first Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do say your name on the. I think the set by the third Conan, you're like, I'm Kevin Hart. Yeah. Tonight Show, <laughs> both of them, Kevin Hart, uh, Colbert, Kevin Hart. I just. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like a fun, like, why I, I, not say yeah, it? I'm no. not Kevin Hart. It's another joke. Let me get one more joke in before I get off stage. Absolutely. And that's it's, all I, I it's get. the dabbing your head with going yes, inside. Yes, exactly. It's more, I get more questions about that than anything else in my career. Yeah, because, I mean. And no one's know, done no it. No one's doing that. Yeah, so why? No one's saying praise Allah. So I'm saying that. No one's saying I'm Kevin Hart. No one is constantly saying how they're gay and they Yes, I'm constantly gay, mazel. I like, I'm not Jewish. I'm not gay. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's I think, say all the things I'm not. I think in our text, figuring this out, I got a mazel from you. I think you might have. And I, you probably got an I hate myself. A couple of those. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I, got, I, got, I, got, I think I got all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled a whole toolbox out for you. Um, all right. So you're... You're where, where? Where are you at? Like um, open when, mics every night, bombing, and, trying to write new. I had a day job where I think I got an hour for lunch and I would write in the attic of the building because yeah. it's the only place you could be alone. Sure. And then uh, so 2013, you're saying is when you yes. kind of felt like you were to the next. Yeah, I got level. Conan. I met Amy gotcha. Schumer. I got into some clubs, and I was a I was a reliable act. Sure. I didn't have a lot of time. I wasn't the best act, but it was like if you put him on, he'll do well. Enough. And how, he'll try. How comfortable were you with your act when Schumer grabbed you? Because you were still kind of. Eh, it was shaky. It was a little. Yeah. Because she's like taking you to these colleges and stuff, yeah. right? And, and I wouldn't do great. Yeah. You know, not only am I an but unknown, you... but I'm also like not that good. So why even, you know, people are getting drink. Who's that guy? Uh, fuck, I'll get a drink. You know, yeah, there's a lot of that yeah. back then. But still, I mean, obviously you're not going to turn down a gig like that. No, but still to no. like have the confidence to be like, all right, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm eating shit in this fucking club right now, but I'll go do a college. Like, right. That's a pretty ballsy move, man. Well, I mean, I had to take it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It was money and it was a, it was a, you know, because it's such a slugfest. That was like fest. the end of like your day jobs, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I still did it for another about a year and then oh, I wow. got out. Yeah. But... It was a slugfest in those mics, and it's like a slog through the mud and snow, and then you do these college days, you're like, we have a green room, they give us water, the audience <laughs> is already here, we don't have to bring them in from the sidewalk, this is amazing! Yeah. So it was all, it was all a treat. Everything's been a treat since what's before that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it just keeps getting better, and then comics keep getting more adjusted to this lifestyle, and they can't go back. Sure. Like, I've noticed, every now and then, if you're a headliner, just go do a mic, see what it's like again. Yeah. Get that, that, uh... That feeling again of like, oh, I suck. Oh, that flustered feeling. Yeah. You know, it's good for you. Like yeah. if you're a boxer, go go in a bar fight every now and then. Sure. You know, because it's <laughs> it's a little looser. You got to be on your toes more. There's no ref. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
So yeah, then then I met Schuber and I eventually quit the day job and then she started getting bigger. So I would open for her and then people started knowing my name because I'm the opener and yeah. I mean, she really blew up. Which is, oh man, I, mean, I watched I mean, every inch of it. She clearly had been doing stand up for a very long time too. Like I mean, she deserves it. She worked her ass. I don't know about a long time. How long was she doing it for? Probably like three years more than me. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. She was like a phenom uh, success story kind of thing. Interesting. Okay, the, yeah, I guess I don't know it. The tra- trajectory was just like, last comic standing, something else, and then the roast of Charlie Sheen, and that and was that's it. that's what did it. Yeah, then she got her own show, gotcha. train wreck, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then it was just, then it was just like, maybe she's headlining clubs, but she doesn't want to do the Sunday, so I'll headline Sunday. Gotcha. And then you do that, and then you start, she, she gave me a special... So now I have an hour yeah, special. Now I have special. a couple of Conans, an hour special, a couple of this, a couple of that. So now I got some credits. Yeah. Then you're in the cellar, and then you you just go from there. Then you you do a we, a weekend at a funny bone. They give you a chance. All right, we'll try this new guy out. We'll give him eight hundred bucks for the weekend. You're like, oh my god. And <laughs> yeah. now I'm doing the Tempe Improv for a lot more, and uh, you know it's way better. I mean, I'm not in the condo. I'm in a hotel, and yeah. hopefully one day I'll be doing theaters, and then yeah, who knows course. from there. So that's that's the plan. I and think it's, it's a, a long plan. <laughs> I think it's a good plan, man. Thanks. thanks. I am, I'm excited to uh, to see, you know, you continue to grow. I hope that show. I, yeah. You know what? As much as I would love to see the show, I just hope that they you get some money from it. They buy it <laughs> and that you're good. And yeah. that, you know, you could just. It'd be nice. You know, keep doing whatever it is you want to keep doing. I'll find a way to fuck it up. <laughs> just be a little bit more careful about the gift bags. That yeah, you yeah, Jesus. But it's so weird, this business. It's like high school, where, if, let's say I get that show, which is probably, it's unlikely, but let's say I get it. People are going to be so much nicer to me. People who didn't give me the time of day are now going to be like, hey, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Sure. Glad you're here. You're like, I'm the same guy, motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so we'll see. Well, uh, thanks for letting me come uh, kick the door open of your hotel. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, no problem. Do a podcast. Um, have fun tonight. Dan, uh, I'll see you at the 930. I'll be out there. Yeah, man. All right. Well, mazel tov and praise Allah and thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks, buddy.